0: Welcome to More to Come, P.W. Comic World's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing, recorded at the P.W. offices in New York City. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of P.W. Comics World. Check us out at publishersweekly.com comics. And
1: I'm Heidi McDonald. I am also Co-Editor of P.W. Comics World, as well as the Graphic Novels Review Editor for Publishers Weekly and the Editor-in-Chief of The Beat at comicsbeat.com.
2: And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm the podcast producer. And you can also find us on Tumblr at pwcomicsworld.tumblr.com.
0: And don't forget, you can subscribe to more to come on iTunes. And we're on social media at facebook.com slash pwcomicsworld and at pwcomicsworld on Twitter. So let's get right to it. Marvel at Walmart. Manara, the big two, and women. Uh, p- more publishers go DRM free. The news briefs. And let's get right to the beginning here. Uh Marvel at Walmart. The uh, trade well, paperbacks. Well they cheap say prices.
1: Yes, they say there's these five dollar collections of Marvel comics in Walmart. And uh you <laughs> Rumors. know sometimes uh, They've
2: been spotted in the wild. They That's have they have. Go. Like
1: uh, our frequent P W Comics World contributor Todd Allen went on a quest uh. in Iowa and he actually found them, uh some of them. And, uh, you know, Marvel's often tried to get into mass market like that. Uh, Comics have had a spotty record uh, at Walmart. For a long time, it's been considered kind of a holy grail. It is, But there's been many a trip along uh, along the way. For instance, DC Comics got a deal to get into Walmart back in the, uh, I believe it was the 90s. And, however, when they actually showed their comics to the Walmart sales team, they were like, we can't actually sell any of this because it's too sexual and violent. And that <laughs> is when uh, <laughs> DC had to suddenly launch a line of kids' books.
0: No.
2: <laughs> well, you know, they I think they chose well for their four big titles that they have here. They have um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, the 2013 uh, Bendis Ron, and that's normally a $20 book. They've got Avengers, Volume 1, the 2011 run, again from Bendis, um, again a $20 book. They've got The Amazing Spider-Man Big Time, a Dan Slott book, Mm -hmm. a $15 book. And they've got Captain America, Winter Soldier. um, Timely title? Yes, Yes. from Ed Brubaker. And for (laughs) all that that seems like it's a scary, assassini book, none of them are actually all that graphically violent. And none of them are sexual. So, but yet they're comics that are interesting to adults. Well, and they're all tie and in. are major titles. And they
1: all, but they all tie in with the media yeah, also. They, so they, you know, in, obviously they exactly. all tie in Yes,
2: but there are other titles they could have used that also tied in with these things. And they picked the ones... That would both be attractive to adults and okay with Walmart. Yeah, it was really good choice. Although,
1: although I have to say, I mean, yeah, you know, bearing in mind the story that I just told, it's obvious that comics have come up a bit in Walmart's uh, eyes, you know, since the '90s. Because, uh, you know, I mean, I don't think they're that much different. The DC's output
0: back then, but um, yeah. you know, good, <laughs> I, good I, on comics. I, I mean, but it well, Marvel. it's well, always I mean, interesting I, with Walmart because I mean, you've got to get huge numbers into them, and there is the potential for huge returns. Mm-hmm. I mean, not going to necessarily hurt. A, a, a big publisher like Marvel, but right. for smaller publishers, I understand. It can be tough. I haven't.
1: Had, I believe they also sell The Walking Dead in Walmart. Well, so. I would imagine no. they, they, they. They they only
2: own. sell that in plastic wrap. Right, right, right. Because uh-huh. that is very violent. Yeah. They uh, they sell it in plastic wrap, and you can't open it in the store. But right.
0: that's the kind of thing that Walmart would want. I mean, it's yeah. a highly publicized, highly yeah. popular. High, high popular. Well, yes, yes. Best-selling property. But I
2: I think what they were going for, and I mean, these (laughs) specific comics, not Marvel Comics all today, but these specific ones, um, they can sell both to kids and adults without worrying. yes, Because all of them are not only tie-ins, but relatively safe for kids. Yes,
1: yeah. No, they chose wisely. Uh, And, you know, Marvel has been... Uh, flirting with mass market for many years. I mean, they uh, were in 7-Elevens, actually, mm-hmm. for a while with some books. And I know they've been a target, um, you know, attempts to do that. Sure. But as, as Calvin alluded to, uh, you know, Walmart is very scary to go into. They have yeah. so many stores, uh, and sometimes you can, there are a lot of risks involved with returns, but also just the, the amount of product that you have to put into Walmart's. Um, but, Kate, uh, I understand that you went on your own quest for these books. Yes, which makes me
2: wonder how much product there really is out there. Uh-huh. Because I, last weekend, I was with my parents in Pennsylvania, and there are a lot of Walmarts in Pennsylvania. So, I thought...
0: fairly <laughs> Pennsylvania, Iowa, that seems to be the nexus here. <laughs>
2: well, I, I, I think you, you need places where you've got plenty of people, but not, like, vast amounts of shopping.
0: Okay. And... <laughs> And lots of cars. <laughs> and lots of cars. Um,
2: and so I thought, okay, I'll go get one. And then I'll look at it and I'll, you know, we'll be able to all take a look sure. at it. So Five I, bucks. Not yeah, bad. what's not to like? So um, the first Walmart I call, they actually know for a fact they don't have it. They say, okay. yeah, it was in our flyer. But if you read the fine print, it says select stores online. Oh, but, interesting. Uh, we know. I know for a fact, said the customer service person that we are not one of those stores.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Interesting. So that was easy enough. Now you called. You I did not actually physically inspect the That particular one. Wow. Oh, okay. there's, there's more to this story. All right. Then the second one um, <laughs> put me on hold for 15 minutes so I decided that I might as well go there in person. Mm-hmm. Customer service. See. This is hmm. like True
0: Detective cool. really. Yes, but, yeah. it is. Shoe well, leather journalism, people. <laughs> shoe leather journalism
2: and <laughs> this sorta. was even as Walmarts go tremendous. This enormous echoing warehouse of a place hmm. and first I went... <laughs> No, really. Like yeah. It has even less decor than usual for a Walmart. Um, and I went to the book section. No dice. I went to the video section. Nothing. Hmm. I went to the toy section. Nothing. I went to the school supply section because, oddly enough, the ad was in the school supply section of the ad. So, Whatever. Because
0: the comics are so educational. Well, go on. Well,
2: well, I think because <laughs> kids are looking at, at you know. Sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> Whatever. so I went there. They didn't have it. So I thought, okay. So I asked the guy in the book section, and for first he said novels about graphics and I had to explain <laughs> what it was. Well, now those books that have Spider-Man in them. Those mm, ones. Okay. You know.
0: That's a bit like of a throwback attitude but go on. No no, he was fine with it. He <laughs> okay. was fine with
2: it. He just he just novels didn't know what I was talking graphics, about graphics. Yes. He didn't he didn't know. Okay. But he was very helpful and then he took me up front to the customer service guy and the customer service guy knew exactly what graphic novels were and really tried hard to find it <laughs> but had progress. no idea. <laughs> Whether they had them in the store. There was no way for them to check on the computer. There was no way for, they didn't know where it was. I mean, he gave me all these different places to check, and I checked, and they appeared not to have it. But, like, it was in the flyer. It's just Mm -hmm. they didn't know if they had it or not. So, you know, 45 minutes later, no comics.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And pretty much exactly the same thing happened at 3rd. Uh,
1: Did you get ball. a rifle while you were there? <laughs> yes. I, mean, you know. oh, I, I got some Avengers stickers for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, Did they have one to ruse? I mean, you know. Like <laughs> they had a, a large but heavily picked over toy section. More school supplies mm-hmm. than you know what to do with. And um, an enormous produce well, section, you know, where. Admittedly, I didn't check among the produce for the comics. I am going
1: <laughs> on vacation myself this weekend to Maine, where they have Augusta, Maine. They have a Walmart there. Maybe I'll continue this this quest on my own. You know that would.
2: I, I think it is a quest indeed that we should all engage you know, it could be, in. it yeah. it's be convenient.
1: a little Marty to your Rust. You know? Can our heroes
0: track down the elusive five dollar mm-hmm. trade yeah. paperbacks now, of, now uh, from some, Marvel?
2: Some people have tune in to, next week, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes. <laughs> Some people have successfully done this, uh, and we we've seen their reports online uh the the reports say that it is in fact the full-length trade Mm -hmm. um you really do get a digital copy of the graphic novel although it promises one extra issue no one has ever been able to claim the extra issue Hmm. um and the cover's a little flimsier but otherwise it's a good it's got the entire graphic novel it's still pretty good it's a good do- bargain yeah, if you can find it. Yes, yes. So the question is, you wonder how many of these selected WalMarts there are, and how many of these comics really are out there. It might not be that much of a risk. For well, you know, why don't we just Walmart call up Marvel?
1: Marvel and ask them? I'm maybe sure that's they'd what we'll do. love I'm sure. to talk about it. Yeah. So, you know. uh, I, I think maybe
0: we should. They're even more selective <laughs> <laughs> than we thought at first. Yeah. <laughs> so more to come on this one. Yeah, yeah. clearly, but. All right.
2: But, you know, it, it is a good idea that they're putting it out somewhere where well, the general public can you know, find it, if the general public can, in fact, find it. Well, the Mar- you know, Marvel is doing this on a
1: lot of fronts, and, you know, we'll get into this a little bit in the next segment. But um, they've been trying a lot of different things for years, and with the success of their movies, I mean, they don't really try too directly uh, uh, to... They have it in the past, I should amend meant that, they try too directly to tie in... With publishing with the movies they tried some digital first comics over the years that tied mm-hmm. in pretty directly like they did in a matt fraction iron man comic that oh, when the first iron uh, well, man came has, out has tie-ins yeah, they, with the but they verse. have but they they haven't they they you know they tried it with spider-man a long time ago and it didn't work and then they didn't really try it for a while and now i think they're they are attempting it but it, it has to be like you saying really solid things like winter soldier guardians of the galaxy that that seem to be a really concrete tie-in um, you know, but for instance, they will not be reprinting Big Hero 6, apparently, which is uh, based on a Marvel movie, but it's coming out as a Disney uh, you know, heavily changed, heavily changed, Disneyfied, but they're not going to be doing any comics based on it uh, because they don't do Disney comics. So you know, it's very selective. But
2: I, I do give. I think Disney has adopted that yeah. story, and now it's Disney's, yes. yeah, yeah. Disney's but, child.
1: but I, I, you know, Marvel doesn't really do kids comics. Um, so I, but I do give them credit they for do over the comics. years trying to to.
2: I've read their kids comics. They do kids comics. Well, they comics.
1: they do, but they're not they're not big into them. You know, not the way some other publishers are really. And considering how fast the the um, if you were big into kids comics, you would do a big Hero Six comic.
0: That's great. Yeah. You know, this is but i have to say this kind of uh, really shows the problem with yearning uh, after walmart i mean they only yes. want really certain kinds of, pro- of comics look god bless you if you can get them in there yeah. and yes. if you've got the infrastructure yes, not- to handle the returns yeah. uh, but at the other end of the deal though this is not diversifying america's notion of what comics is no. it's it's really reinforcing all the unfortunate stereotypes of what comics are? Yeah. Uh, it, well, these are not
2: unfortunate. These are not unfortunate stereotypes. The unfortunate stereotypes well, are the are the that. really terrible superhero comics. Of all terrible. But do you know? I'm do you sorry. know? With, I believe. Are,
0: stereotypical I else.
2: believe that IDW has solved
1: the mass market by inventing a whole new prog- product with their mini packs. Their
2: mini packs no, are yeah, very popular do. in yeah. in Target, and they don't contain yes. like. A short, like two-page comic. Oh no, it's the full, like twenty-four-page comic shrunk down to like a the cute size of a mini comic. Yeah, yeah. To, it's to like, a, it's like the little mini. Uh, it's the m- size of a trading mini
1: card. Mini mole skin, you know, like it goes from here to here. And but, it comes with stickers yes. and the little poster. And, and they sell
0: millions, though. Yeah. I mean, right. they and, sell and, the, and, mo- the pony comics. Yeah, yes, they yes, have it. They have, have, have pony. They, they have
2: transformers. They have. Uh, Ninja Turtles, and these are not like dumbed down kitty ones. These are the, the That's pretty fine. really good ones. But you know and they, invented, they sell really. But they well.
1: invented this whole product line. I mean, it's not yeah. you know it's not reinventing you know inventing mm-hmm. the wheel. I, I mean, it's a cute little but, packet that has a cute comic. It has some toys. It's sort of kind of like some of those European toy uh, toy packs that mm-hmm. you get actually in yeah. Japanese. So you you, it's you very Japanese. don't get a yeah. toy, but you, you do yeah. get. Don't you get stuff. a toy part?
2: No. Ah. What you get is you get a comic. Uh huh. You get a little poster which folds out. You get a stickers and then you get a temporary tattoo.
1: Oh, well, and that's all, that's for, even better, all for, for the price of tattoo. a comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But they, this has been a very successful product line for yeah. Oh, yeah, parents and love the, it, kids love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's better so, than a piece of candy. Right, that exactly. Great. And that, that um, So, you know, I mean, I think comics publishers... Uh just you know just to throw this in there I mean uh Marvel publisher Dan Buckley his, before he was at Marvel he was in the trading card business back in the day and I mean he's very smart I mean I've talked to him a few times over the years he's a very smart guy about all this kind of stuff he's very cautious he's uh you know I this this definitely seems like a Buckley Gabriel kind of thing uh for sure and um you know they they are cautious but they they do try new things, and yeah. I, I give them credit for yeah. that.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Right. So. Good more point. on this. We'll see how it yes. goes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Who wants to recap the Minari in- incident? Okay, I you, will. You it's, got it. Go for it. It's
2: not so much of an incident as a cover. Yeah. So Mar- let's cover the cover.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's a cover l- and a response to the cover. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go on. So I let's apologize. get to the actual response. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um,
2: so Milo Minara is an elder statesman of erotic comics.
0: Make no mistake about it.
2: Um, some of which are more naked than others, but all of them are, are very beautiful and very well done and you know and very explicit. Not, <laughs> and very explicit. They're not for children. No. He likes to draw on naked people. Yeah. And he has done many covers for Marvel. Um, where the people do sort of look like their clothes are literally painted on. But typically these, well, they were not the first issue of a supposedly feminist female-led comic. So the first issue of Spider-Woman has spider Woman's behind <laughs> in the air, prominently positioned right in the middle of the cover and in her face way down at the bottom of the cover, with her weekly little <laughs> butt in the air, and you can even see her butt dimples, so it's very clear that she's not like it looks like fabric, like paint, which is which is exactly what you'd expect of Minara, and no one can blame Minara for this. But was an interesting choice to hire Minara for the Just comic. Say well, you know the, and, the least, and people did get upset about it.
1: Well, you know, I think what uh, I think it was the Minara cover coupled with the Greg Horn cover. And is it a Greg yeah. Land drawing Greg, the insides?
2: Yes.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. it's
1: not Greg H- Horn, and excuse me, Greg Land. Yeah. Greg, Greg Land. Yeah. yeah. And he's not exactly known for his, you know He he's uh, awesome. known for He's known for he's, more girly kind of art. Yeah. Yeah. And well, the cover was horrible. His cover I mean at least
2: his, cover is pretty well drawn. But the land cover was just awful. The land cover was <laughs> was badly drawn and it, it and, well, quite frankly, no one was surprised that he traces. He literally has been documented right. to trace but, 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 you from X-rated yeah, yeah. materials. Yeah, and,
1: and I mean, this was just traced from a drawing, but it, not in a good way, you know. So, But I, I think that the two covers taken
2: together, I think, taken is what together, quite a bit of outrage on this. Taken made people think that this book that had been sold as something positive for women was instead being thought of as entertainment for a certain sort of man. Yes. <laughs>
0: I love the euphemistic usage. <laughs> anyway, but well, sure. There's
2: no reason not to be polite about sure, it. Sure,
0: absolutely, sure. Um,
2: so <laughs> Marvel got some people were very angry and more people were just sort of like, Really? This is what you choose? Really?
0: For your number. Well, your you
2: know,
1: the, the, I, I I honestly, I mean Minari, like you said, Menard's done a bunch of covers. He actually did the interiors for a uh, an X-Man book with Chris Claremont which is a very unusual X-Man book but uh, oh, wasn't it the imagined. one with the tentacles yeah, I, no 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 that was a different one no he did a whole it was actually done for go Europe and it was uh, <laughs> I, I think it was published as an album in Europe actually because Minara yeah. has a huge following yeah Europe, yes, obviously yes, yeah, and uh, you know I, I'm not like uh, you know I'm no I mean Minara you know what you're getting with him right I'm, you just and, need you to know, the choose name your but, Minara uh, moments but what I'm trying to say sure. is that the uh, editor you know hasn't been outed now marvel's executive editor tom Revor did issue a statement when he was questioned about it and you know he's really very good he goes on tumblr and he's very good at deflecting this kind of criticism he's like well you know my, he kind of just said what i just said he said but I was a great artist you know what maybe that wasn't the best cover but you know he's still a great artist and you know at least we're having a dialogue and which i think under the circumstances was a pretty good
2: you know response considering that I think that Marvel's was an appropriate owned by response. by Disney and, and, and so on. A but certain amount of dissensiveness has happened in the past, but not on this. This was handled well.
1: But I feel that, you know, whoever the assigning editor was is probably got a little bit of, um, you know, uh, I mean, perhaps behind the scenes this person hasn't been outed yet. Let's put it that way. The editor has yeah. not stepped forward to claim credit for this. Well, it's so and, bizarre. I mean, yeah.
0: why pick Menard? Of all of the the, of the universal in the world, choices, why Menara? Uh, there's certainly plenty of Marvel books that Minara would be perfect to do a cover on, but why the number one issue of a book supposedly targeting Women. female comics fans? It just sort of seems, yeah, bizarre.
2: Because I mean, it's not like it's that hard to and to draw uh, female superheroes in a way that does not put their butt in the middle of the cover and <laughs> well, it was still hot. But you, yeah, you know
0: what I loved? I mean, was it on the Mary Sue? Yeah. where someone critiqued it by, by going through a whole drawing lesson and basically redrawing uh well, schematics. You know what, that, that started that a whole other fight.
1: That started a whole other... Let's not get into it, the other it, fight, yeah, you know well, what? I, I thought I, it was, was hilarious. It was, it was funny, funny, but it was, like, it was sort <laughs> of like a red herring, you know. And, I mean, a lot of people got outraged about the outrage at that point. You know, I mean, we've talked many times about outrage and outrage fatigue and... You know, I mean, this is really a marketing story to me, and uh, but I, I think know, Marvel's done very well with their books that are aimed at women. And, you know, like C- Captain Marvel is a the- sells a huge digital hit, and uh, sure. you notice that I, you know, I, I run the sales charts every month. And, and it launched standard, titles Yes But yeah. it's You know The attrition on Captain Marvel Has been very low So it's holding The sales very very well So which is In this
2: market Is is really unusual
0: You say and Captain Marvel You mean Ms. Marvel
2: No Captain Marvel Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel. Yes. They're, they're, they're both female led titles yeah. Yes yeah. But uh, um, uh, Ms. Marvel's doing very well too Yeah,
1: yeah. So um, So you know look- Both of them are doing quite well And uh, You know So Marvel's And they well, Again they've been doing pretty well So this just seemed like a step backwards But you know what I just don't think it's the end of the world well, I mean I, mean, I no, think but people I, got on this so much just because it was a very sexy butt. Okay.
0: Well, I, I think <laughs> and I think because of the the where it was. I mean, the issue it, that it was on. It right. Doesn't I mean, make and, sense and to I actually think no, for all you, there's oh, on this particular series
2: for all. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense, and for all that, sometimes we talk. You know, does any of this outrage do any good? In this case, I think it did. I think Marvel heard and realized this was a marketing oops, and maybe they won't make this marketing mm-hmm. yeah, oops yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I agree with but that. You know, they there are some growing pains as Marvel and DC attempt to cater to the female audience. And they have been attempting because I have, um, from Comics Alliance, I have this list. Someone who had gone through the female-led titles for both Marvel and DC and, you know, looked at their teams. And um, there are uh, nine titles at Marvel and eight titles at DC that are – that is – Named after a female character, or the main characters are all female. And, um, at DC, all of these titles have at least one woman on the major team, either the mm-hmm. writer or, you know, one of the artists.
1: Now they do. Yes. Now they do. Yes. Now they well, do. Well, I mean, growing
2: pains. <laughs> yeah. They're taking, trying. You know, they listen, haven't gotten there You know, over. we
1: had a whole, well, the New 52 launch, there was a huge hue and cry about sure. the lack As of diversity been. among the creators. And you know what? They've been working on it. They've been They've chipping been away on. in three yeah, years. They deserve and it is for sure. it. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, I mean, two steps forward, one step back, uh, you know. I mean, I, I honestly like to me as an industry observer. I think the the Greg Land cover was just as bad as the Milo Ark cover, but you know, I, I think like it was I think bad. It, in a different but way. but it was bad in a different way. But you know, when you got the, it's the well, butt, they, it, it's the it, butt in the air that gets a lot of attention. You know, so well as as it was, I mean,
2: it, it there is that I mean, element. The, Let's the image, It surely
1: sold very. It's going to sell very well with that. Well, cover. Well, the
2: image was <laughs> uh, striking enough that it really started being noticed in places where people aren't even comics fans. <laughs> um, it, it showed up on you know throughout the non-comics blogosphere from people who were just like in the animal kingdom. This is called presenting, <laughs>
0: yeah. um, right? No, this became a cro- uh, a, yeah, a cross-media uh, phenomenon. Uh, I, I Everybody really, was com- commenting from right, CNN on down,
2: right? But a lot, of, a lot of what I saw was not like outrage, outrage. Just kind of like eye roll question mark. Is, what yeah. the hell? What
0: is Mar- <laughs> what was Marvel thinking?
2: <laughs> Answer: They weren't. Yeah, clearly. Moving on. But you know, so yes. I think Marvel and DC are trying to do better because they've realized that books like Captain Marvel sell. Mm-hmm. They sell, yeah. and um, they'll keep and, Ms. On and, it. Ms. and Ms. I Ms. Marvel. I think actually it was Ms. Marvel is actually from, the one that well, both of them are selling. Yeah, really but both well. of them
1: are doing. Those of them are doing. G Willow holding, Wilson's yeah. uh, Ms. Marvel is yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. that well. one's the one that I, I I do get them confused. Sorry about that. They, but that is the one that's holding its sales really, really well. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, so uh, you, but yeah. You know, listen, no. compared to even five years ago, it's a huge improvement. It really so is keep true. up the
2: good work, Marvel, yeah. and well, keep ev- ev- Manara on those special
1: special yes, issues. Yes, yes,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, Um Well, actually, even compared to like two years ago, it's an improvement. So hey, right. um, keep at it. Mm, yeah, and we'll keep at you. Yeah, and you know, so so
1: moving on. Better keep at it. Yeah, moving on. A lot of publishers, uh, you know, it's kind of the fallow news time, although traditionally the time of year when disney acquires giant companies but um <laughs> years ago but um uh, the valiant and dynamite um uh, made there. their own digital moves announcing their own drm free uh downloads and um you know, yeah
2: Valiant's um pairing up with drive through comics mm-hmm. and dynamite's having their own site
1: dynamite like, launched their own their uh, their own digital very uh, own portal. Site. I yeah, mean, yeah, they're yeah,
2: they're both continuing to sell through comicologies mm-hmm. and other retailers but they're have, they have their own site. And, and they've
0: also, they, you know, uh, Dynamite certainly was a part of Comixology's announcement at Comic-Con about yeah. its DRM-free program right, that included, the, what, Image Comics, who had announced much earlier their Dynamite. own. Yeah, they were doing it on their own. But Zinescope, Monkey Brain, Thrill Brent, yeah. Top Shelf are all part of the mm-hmm. Comixology right. announcement and, um, at Comic-Con.
2: Yeah, and every, and it works retroactively, too. Any comics you bought from them earlier mm-hmm. will also have the DRM-free mm-hmm. option. Um, yes, and so Dynamite is having 10-cent introductory issues of um, a lot of comics, including The Trial of Sherlock Holmes, uh, Robert Jordan's Will of Time, The Boys, and Kevin Smith's Green Hornet. And uh, Valiant's just giving away um, eight free comics, including... The first issue of Arts, Archer and Armstrong, the first issue of Michael Moorcock's Eternal Warrior, and the first issue of Quantum and Woody. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. and if I just could throw in, I mean, and this this was brought in um, uh, the survey that well, who, who, Bruce Lytle who did mm-hmm. the uh, our digital comics survey that we published a week or two ago, about two or three weeks ago, uh, publishesweekly dot com slash comics surveying digital comics. Uh, Humble Bundle, uh, the the video gaming promotional mm-hmm. yes. site that gives away stuff for free DRM stuff. Uh, well, this is what well, give it away, but it, it's, it, it, it does um, give it away. That what you want, Pay you what, you own wish. Own what you wish. All of the content is DRM free. They've been they've been issuing bundles of DRM free, they've been, they've been of DRM free comics. It's going to publishers actually who haven't yeah. don't necessarily do it across the board. Yeah, they, and, they
2: have a lot. They got a bunch from uh, IDW, who never does anything DRM free.
0: So they're raising money. Uh, both for charity and I think the concept of DRM Free Comics and uh, the popularity among fans is, is, is sort of yeah. helping this and they the move And the thing along. is,
2: Humble Bundle is a hugely popular website outside of the comic book world in gaming communities.
0: Millions of visitors. A Millions
2: week. of visitors. So, I mean, the. They show you how much money they right. made yeah. on each bundle, yeah. and they yeah. really raked in a lot—not only for charity, but for the comic book companies. Yes, absolutely. So I think it's a really safe way and a limited time way for them to try out DRM. Well, free. this has
1: been very exciting for a lot of publishers. You yeah. know, all of them have made something like a quarter of a million dollars yes. off of them. I mean, it's been six figures for for everybody who's had a bundle. So obviously, yes. it's been a very successful, um, uh, you know, promotion for all of them. And you know, as far as Dynamite and Valiant going, uh, you know, something they are uh, number. Six, number seven, you know, Mm. they are not uh, front of the book publishers, and this is a way for them to really set themselves apart. And, uh, you know, this is their Walmart, really. It's like they are trying to get their material out there and get more readers hooked on them. And, uh, you know, I mean, we said that there would be Fallout after... Amazon bought Comixology, and here you go—you know, Drive Through Comics is is picking this up, mm. and you know, Dynamite's launched its own yeah. portal, and uh, there's a lot more of that mm. to come. Definitely, I well, mean, I a mean, lot I of mean, publishers what? are definitely reach, reaching out to these other providers.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that it really counts as fault. They're certainly not leaving Comixology. they're just opening up alternate sure. ways to get their comics sure. outside and, of. And yes. One of the things yes.
0: the humble bundles have, have shown is that it puts your comics in front of tens of thousands yes. of new readers. Right. Tens of thousands of readers. And uh, uh, Comic Book Legal Defense Fund has also been working closely and has benefited uh, as a beneficiary of, of the, uh, the the charitable mm. charitable do- donations. right? So.
2: Yeah, and I will say that as someone who has bought three of these Humble Bundles, some of them at the lowest price point, some of them for a bit more and got more comics, um, some of them, no, I didn't get addicted to, but uh, one of them became one of my new favorite comics and so i went out and bought the trades of everything beyond the humble bundle so you know i think it's a, it's a model that can really work to bring people in to yeah. buy more comics through traditional
0: without a doubt options without a doubt all right so drm free we're in favor yep yes <laughs> absolutely. all right all right news briefs
2: news briefs okay so as some of you might know Um, Japan's comic cons and comic events um, were terrorized last year by someone who had been calling in bomb threats and occasionally leaving false bombs at anything related to Kuroko no Basketball. And (laughs) um, Of all things. things, Somebody just really hated this basketball manga and put out terrorist threats to stop it. And um, it really shook people up. And scared a lot of fans, and almost shut down some of the biggest comic cons in Japan. And they have caught the gentleman. He his name is Hurafumi, Hurafumi Watanabe. He's a 36 year old temp worker, and um, his motivation, he said, was that he was jealous.
0: Can I add <laughs> one thing? He's no gentleman. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you're right. Uh, and he got the... this m- wackadoo. <laughs> yes, yes. He got the maximum <laughs> He's sentence. A nut job. The maximum sentence in Japan. Four and a half years.
0: For terrorizing a nation. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Interesting.
2: Uh, I think it would have gone a little differently in America. I think it would
0: have gone a little differently in, in a manga. <laughs> someone would have tracked him down and sliced him to pieces. But Well,
2: someone trapped him down and <laughs> dragged him off to the clink. But, so we'll uh, take that.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, another um, piece of news from Japan, well, it's sort of a cross-country one, is... Um, Creative Intelligence Arts, a Japanese sort of manga production group, anime production group, um, basically went on Kickstarter and said, we can't fund our new science fiction anime idea in Japan because the funders are too conservative and don't want to pay for it. And we think that you... um, the Amer- American Kickstarter crowd will will pay us to make <laughs> we'll, this. We'll pony up. Please help us. <laughs> uh, it, they want $580,000 for a 24-minute
0: yeah.
2: anime. Uh, this has led to some questions as to why it costs that much. But
0: Actually, I thought that was cheap. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, the the, the uh, footage looks awesome to it me. It
2: does look amazing. And they've got about These half are,
0: the money so far, I think. Yeah, they've
2: you've got... Um, two hundred seventy-eight thousand dollars. They've got nine days to go, um, and you know a lot of these people have worked on things like Fire Emblem, Awakening, uh, Wolf's Rain, uh, big titles. So these are, are veteran anime people who who just feel like the climate in Japan at the moment commercially is bad yeah. for creative anime. So um, if you guys want to check it out, it's called Under the Dog. And it's about a futuristic hit squad. Okay. Um, meanwhile, uh, Viz is still on the anime manga beat. Uh, Viz is that's all right.
1: is what's like it. what, all right. It's still there, you know. Manga and anime are still here. Yeah, that's they're right. still
2: here. They're not going anywhere. That's right. And uh, they don't care that New York Comic Con's coming soon. They're putting out their new announcements now. Right. Well. Um, <laughs> Smart. Viz is announcing a number of new titles for them and new licenses, and one of them is All You Need Is Kill, the Japanese manga. Now, there's a certain amount of confusion because the Tom Cruise flop, The Edge of Tomorrow, was based on All You Need Is Kill and had a graphic novel adaptation, but this is not that. This is the original Japanese manga, and this will be coming to America, and that was is very popular in Japan. And um, also, the extremely odd but very popular Japanese comic, some, which some people felt was untranslatable, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, is coming from Viz to a comic shop near you in English.
1: Ha <laughs> ha, excellent.
2: We Uh shall see. All
1: right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, one other little brief news here. uh, uh, Definitely more to come. But uh, apparently the San Diego Convention Center expansion is off. The city council said that there has been lawsuits over the means of funding this $520 million expansion. uh, uh, It was planned to be a tax on hotel rooms, uh, which the citizen... Uh, citizens of San Diego kind of objected to even though they don't stay at hotels but yeah. <laughs> uh, probably many
2: of them work in hotels yes
1: that's true but then they would want to have more people at the convention center but anyway you know San Diego local politics are crazy but um, anyway the the expansion is dead for now and uh, other things that were revealed as I wrote in a story at the beat is that the existing convention center is old, and the roof is actually beginning to rot away uh, And the, under the sails. The sails are only meant to last 20 years, and they're beginning to get mildewed and rotting. So, you know, uh, there will be more to come on that well, for sure. Well, maybe instead <laughs> of expanding,
2: they need to renovate.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, this, this does beg the question of whether uh, we're going to see a return to the uh, dog and pony show of, uh other cities descending well, on San Diego the in
1: a way. You know, one thing that uh the Comic Con spokesman David Glanzer has said that uh even though having expanding the convention center was a factor in them deciding to stay there for another three years, it wasn't the only factor. And you know, we talked about this in mm. our Comic Con podcast that we saw that things were you know what, they were toned down a little bit this year. Well, in terms of the off site, yeah, you know, off-site and I just feel this. that you know, I don't, I don't think this was unexpected. So I really don't... Ex- I think, I think that, that story's played out. <laughs> and they signed, they
0: signed an extension anyway. Yeah. It's for, I don't know for how long it
1: was. It still. runs until
0: 2016. Uh-huh. So, you know, I mean, we so could see...
2: Long enough that we might well see people courting them to go somewhere else. Well, I mean, yes. To
0: be sure, I don't expect and would be sort of surprised mm-hmm. to see Comic-Con leave San Absolutely. Diego. Absolutely. Yeah. That would but be... I can't believe that they're not going to put pressure, that there won't be pressure put on Comic-Con... Uh, from other venues nor that uh, they won't try to use whatever pressure they can to get something out of the city
1: well I, I yes but you know i think what has happened since uh believe it or not it was all the way back in 2011 that the or 2010 that the the trauma over the moving last time since like yesterday gee purse <laughs> um but even the, in intervening four years it, the city of san diego has really come to say comic con we love you it, that, it, you know it, it, you're, and i you're mean yeah right. and it, so now and it took the yes. expansion of the convention center from an issue that was just about comic con to an issue that's really about san diego's downtown you know yeah. and uh so i mean i i think you're right i mean it's not quite gone away yet uh and uh but but it's it's tied in with uh, the Chargers also because yeah. they have our crappy old stadium and they want a new stadium that could be multi-use and you know yeah. yadda yadda. I don't want to get into urban right in planning here yeah. but yeah
0: but well, there's been such a change in the embrace of Comic Con yes. that was spectacularly yes. I mean obviously I haven't gone been going in near as long as you have but even from my early days going which I believe started in the late 90s I was always amazed at really how almost disdainful yeah. Andy they resented it. were they toward resented it, the you know? show it's a and that's completely gone. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, uh, y- you know, I mean, just more drama here, more drama, more roof repairs, yeah. more city council meetings. Um, uh, so, but you know, uh, Heidi predicts uh, in twenty seventeen those who plan to go to Comic Con will be booking their tickets to San Diego. Yeah, no, yeah. no uh, doubt.
2: And in one final piece of con and comic news, XKCD has won the graphic story hugo award at this year's world science fiction convention very cool, very cool. for uh randall runroe's enormous scroll epic choose your own adventure yeah comic really time.
1: really an amazing amazing comic what did it come out every half hour it updated with another yeah. panel and it, you know it created this gigantic jpeg that's
2: that you can kind of scroll, scroll along it's, yeah. it's own story yeah and it was it was a real experiment in comic storytelling that worked very yeah. well actually and it was much beloved
1: Yeah, well, definitely deserve to win an award. So.
2: So, um, there will be more to
1: come. All right. And so, until next time.
0: There's more. To.
1: Come.